Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of Roadie for the Day. My first guest is Darnell Cole from Porcelain Hill. What up, what up? Thank you so much, man, for being here. Um, dude, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, Looking of course, stoked. dude. Yeah, right when I, you know, when I thought of this show and uh, this this podcast, immediately I was like, I, I got to have Big D on the show, man. And just because of what you guys just went through recently and, uh, you know, living and gigging in the UK for six months, man, that's, that's huge. Dude, it was wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Yeah. You know, when we started off, we had 10, 15 shows booked. And by the end of it, we ended up doing 72. 72 shows. 72 shows. <laughs> like, I've got, I've got the... <laughs> you, see, you see, that's why I wanted to sit down <laughs> with you, man, because I didn't really, you know, we, we talk every now and then, and we, we talk in passing, and I see you at the shows and all that, but I never really got to sit down with you and, like, actually, like, talk about this experience, because even, like, just watching you guys on Instagram and, you know, the post and just, like, knowing that you guys were over there was just crazy to me, man. And I, I did 72 shows, I did not know that. Yeah, no, it was a lot. And, I mean, there was a few places we hit more than once. I think there's one spot we hit, like, four times. That's but, I mean, when still. you're there for six months, it kind of works out, you know. It's kind of like being like, we became locals, yeah. <laughs> ultimately, at that point, you know. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, so so you guys were basically, or so... So going out there, you said you had 15 shows planned. Oh, yeah. All right. So what's like kind of, you know, for the listeners that are listening, what's kind of like the logistics of planning that? Did you already have like contacts? Did you have friends over there? Well, like it, It's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So for those who are just tuning in or whatever who don't know us, like our band is Porcelain Hill. Um, we've been a band since like 2013, 2012. So we did our first UK tour last year. From that, we, we had some uh, some friends, some help, some connects and stuff. So it was like, yeah, cool, we're going to have a much better 2019. And uh, we did, but a lot of those connects kind of dropped off. So we just kind of had to, to get some new ones and stuff. Um, Basically start fresh. A little bit, a little okay. bit. Like there's definitely some places that still had a good foot in the door. Shout right. out to Percy's Cafe Bar over in Whitchurch in Shropshire. Um, you know, but um, it was a lot of it was was grinding again. Um, but logistically speaking, it's it's a lot of uh, social media as well as as email and just kind of like whatever grind you can get, you know, like, for example, uh, the first gig we ever got booked was at Percy's. Right. And this was two years ago. But basically from social media, from following bands and stuff that either use the same hashtags or that, you know, you actively go and seek out in, in a market. So for us, that was in the UK. Um, we started seeing where they were playing and like where they're gigging and places where that looks good so then we'd go to the venues especially if they tagged them or whatever and we'd send them like messages on instagram or facebook and be like yo what's up we're a band from the states we're trying to come out there and tour like here's our epk you know and send them an email or like whatever facebook whatever's the best uh medium for them to communicate right so what what was like the what was some of the hashtags that you guys were looking up were you guys just like UK rock and roll. UK like, rock and roll, yeah. rock and roll band, um, blues, rock, UK rock, live, DIY, unsigned. Um, so you guys were doing like your research before you went out there, of course, right? To like you have really, to. Yeah, you have to. I mean, whole. running a band is very much like running a business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you got to do your market research. You got to got to put in that hustle for it. Right. So... Are, and the bookers and the promoters out there, were they pretty, like, receptive? Are they, like, pretty responsive? You know, like, out here you book a show, and, like, 
It's hit or I mean, usually you're, if you're pretty persistent, you'll get the show. But like sometimes, you know, that goes right to their spam. Is he like that out there? Are they just like, oh, this random USA band? Kinda. Like, yeah. So it's one of those things where you have. There's been a history of a lot of bands that have gone out there, and uh, they've been USA. USA. They've been US bands and they've been like, hey, we're going to go and like we're going to tour out here and they get stopped at the border for like whatever reason. And so they're kind of skeptical, they being the venues and stuff, mm. when an American or a foreign band is like, hey, we want to come and play and we've got this thing, especially with no representation because things like that happen so often. So to answer the question more direct, kind of like right. it's very similar to out here. Um, you know, a lot of people talk a big game, and so they, they got to fill you out just like you got to fill them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, so basically, I mean, it's just with British accents, right? So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> man, for real. So, for all right, so, so you guys get out there. You guys have, like you said, 15 shows lined up. Um, what what got you these seventy two shows? Was it were, were some of them from people watching you guys and just like holy oh, yeah. shit? Like, because um, if you guys haven't had the chance to watch Porcelain Hill, man, it's like that's what you know. Is one of my favorite bands, and I'm not just saying this as a friend. You know, uh, I I met you probably like five six yeah, years ago. Yeah, because we were yeah like that. five six years. They were uh, well, they were originally a two piece, and I didn't know them then, but they had just got a basis, and I think we booked. You guys were one of like Steinhaus, dude. Yes, Steinhaus or Friar Tux or Steinhaus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like a castle-looking venue, and I just remember you guys were like the first or second band, and I was like, oh my god! Like right away, I hadn't seen a blues rock band, you know, that just hit me like that, man. And just three, three, three musicians, you know. Well, thank so, you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, so going out there, so you guys got three, three of you, and you're just like, you know, rolling deep. And well, what's it? What's what's kind of like the vibe out there, you guys? Um, it's it's some. I mean, it's very much. I'll, I'll say the the biggest difference is this, because there's a common misconception that music is just bigger over there, and that they love music more over there, and et cetera. And it's it's kind of the same, but they it's a respect that's different. That's what it is. Like out here, you're like, oh, I'm a musician, and then they're like, that's cool. So like, what's your real job? And over there, they're like, that's awesome. Like, you know, I'm sure that it has struggles and stuff, but like, let me hear your music, you know? Okay. Out here, it's like someone walks into a bar, they're like, it's a band they don't know. They're like, oh, I don't know them. They're probably garbage. I'm going to leave. Over there, it's a band they don't know. They're like, ah, they're probably garbage, but we'll give them a song. Okay. So they're a little more like uh, open minded, I guess, kind of, right? Very. In terms of like, just like you said, kind of giving people the shot. Because they just they respect that they know people who maybe they've seen bands get huge out there, man. Oh you know, yeah, UK. Ton. <laughs> not only that, but it's it's a whole thing where like it, it's it's not about like what or who you are, you know. It's about like how you are, you know. Like just because you're a musician and like whatever, like that's cool. But like, are you a good musician? Is this something serious? You know, is this is this a real thing for you, or are you just trying to look cool on a stage? Right. So 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 when you guys got to the venues and so I mean you guys you know you guys were one of the best man of like having merch and all that. So logistics like did you guys bring a lot of merch over there to like Um we brought a good first batch. Uh-huh. But for everything else like cuz we sold out. We sold out kind of quick. So we yeah. had to find a new way to get some out there. Okay. Um so we made shout out to Skullprint um as well as Flying Colors Textiles. Um they helped us out over there. Mhm. Mm a ton, and um, I'll shoot you the link so you can 
put those up later or whatever. Oh yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and dude, they helped us out a ton, man. Like and those those are companies based out over there in, in the UK. UK okay, so you were just yeah. But we use them though because Skullprint ships international. Oh nice. It, All right. Yeah, so if still you go to our website and like you try to get our merch, that's who it's through. Okay. So, but yeah, and like logistic, like with stuff like that, it's it's very much like. I call it building bridges and like jumping rocks, mm-hmm. right? So in life, in anything you do, whether it's a band, you're, you know, a mechanic, you're a doctor, lawyer, whatever, you're going to have goals. You're going to have places you want to go, right? And life is going to give you this river and this obstacle that you have to get through to get to where you want, right? So there's people that build bridges and they take time and they look and they figure stuff out and they do the schematics and they build a bridge that's really sturdy to get over there. That's kind of like going to school and stuff, you know what I mean? And again, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's 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 just how some people operate. Then there's people that are like, I they they see a way through and they they jump on the rocks and they kind of do it more on the fly. Yeah. You know, and we're definitely rock jumpers. Gotcha. <laughs> and it's one of those things where there's pros and cons to both. You know, building yeah. a bridge takes a little longer, but you're for sure gonna get there and it's it's strong until like something crazy big comes. Right. Jumping rocks will get you there kind of faster. But you're gonna slip and fall a few times, and you gotta, you know, get your bearings for it. For but situation. you can kind of go with the flow when you're, you know, like you said, kind of going with the rocks. When something big comes, you can kind of duck out of the way, man. You yeah. Know, so, so. Hopefully, like you said, hopefully, pro, you know? pro, <laughs> pros and cons of both. But uh, I, that, that's a good, that's a good way to put it, man. That's a really uh, never heard that metaphor before. So yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was talking with my brother about it, like, like last year or something, and I, I kind of, it kind of stuck with me. So we just kind of been saying it and going with it. Cool. So maintaining that philosophy while you're going out there, basically, like we're just skipping stones, man. We're just like, and it wasn't even something that like we did on purpose, right? Because like I definitely tried to plan. Like a lot of booking takes place in October for Mm -hmm. the next year, for the next summer, right? You know, so like, and And you guys went out there what? So so from so we went out there this year from April 10th is when we landed Uh till September 13, 2019. Yeah, yeah, wow, man. Yeah. So and like that's the thing is you know. I tried to plan and, you know, we tried to get stuff booked mm-hmm. like beforehand just so it would be a lot easier yeah. so we could have it all be done. Because then the other thing is, is the more you have up front booked and just solidified, the more you can promo better. Right. The more it gives you like, hey, this is the only time we're going to be here. So come and see us now. Right. And it creates that sense of urgency. The problem with the way we did it, you know, because with anything you do in life, if you don't see the problems in it, then you're not looking at it objectively. Right. Yeah. So you got to learn something. You got to learn. And mm-hmm. like one of the things is we're trying to have stuff booked sooner because it creates that sense of urgency. Yeah. You know, a lot of there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we'll see you at your next gig because you're going to get another one because mm-hmm. that's just what we were doing. Right. You know, either from word of mouth and people were like, oh, you got to get these guys booked over here and like do this and that and the other. Or like other venues were like, hey, we heard from you from this source, et cetera. Are you guys free? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> we keep gigging. Okay, so they'd actually reach out to you guys oh, yeah. sometimes too. All mm-hmm. right, and that's that feels good, man. Oh, always, <laughs> always. When, when you just get that random email and you're like, wow, that's hey. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's nothing better than having a venue come to you and be like, hey, we have an opening. Do you guys want to fill it? You know, that's awesome. Right. So Definitely do these awesome. venues? Do they also are they also pretty active in like promoting the shows? Like you know, out here, certain venues, certain promoters. They're not going to, you know, they're like, well, that's just all on you guys. Are they the same kind of way in the UK? Or are they like, they like put up the flyers or do they? Definitely. 
What There's more of it, but it's still mm. kind of the same. It va- varies venue to venue. Okay. Again, just to name a few, there's a venue, Percy's Cafe Bar, mm. the Waterloo in Blackpool, uh, the Flying Circus in Newark, um, the Duck and Drake in Leeds. Like a lot of the places on our that on, that we ended up playing. Yeah. We're very very adamant about it. Um, Blues Cafe Bar in Harrogate as well. About about putting, putting up, up flyers. flyers okay, they were it promoting on, it. Yeah, okay. putting it on their social media. That helps so much, Te- man. Word it's of mouth. Like, word of mouth. Because yeah. here's the thing, you know, uh, when you're a new band, right? The clientele at a venue or a bar, wherever it is you're playing, they don't know you. They're not mm-hmm. gonna know you. But if they're going there regularly, you know, they're gonna become friends with the staff and they're going to trust the staff because the staff's going to know them. Like, hey, you guys always come around when this band plays. Like, we know what you like. So what ends up happening is like when a venue is proactive and is like, yo, you need to get in here next week. We got something amazing for you. We got something good for you. The people listen mm-hmm. and they'll come in and they'll check it out and then they'll tell their friends. And that's the other thing over there that's different. The word of mouth game is strong. Yeah, strong, yeah. Real strong. Heck yeah, man. This... That's that's good to know, and like I hope other bands are listening to this, man. That that's my whole point in this podcast, kind of, and you know, doing this is so that all these bands have so many different experiences, and you guys have one, you know, a very unique one that also I think a lot of bands look up to, man. You know, I'm sure you know other, not only me, of course, but like, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like, bro, how do you how do you get this done, man? Because I know. <laughs> You know, that's that's like a dream, man. And I mean, if you can make it, you know, happen yourself too, that's that's big too, man. And you know, just like you said, kind of DIY until you know you don't have to, or like DIY yeah, till I die. Yeah, DIY <laughs> till you die, man. You know, but like, you know, but it's always good to get help, like you said, and you kind of build those those blocks and those you know those strong rocks that you can kind of rely on too, man. And but like you said, kind of it is DIY, you know, for a lot of these bands and. That's that's what's cool is like you can still get out there, DI. You wow. can. You know you what I'm can. saying? Like it's I think a lot of I think a lot of bands because musicians being a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Being an art artist of any type, of any facet, I feel like you're definitely going to be it takes a certain type of person. And it's usually someone who's very in tune with either their own feelings or the feelings of those around them, right? Like they they don't necessarily need to be like extroverted super feeler toucher feeler people like they sometimes are just super introverts but they just they know vibes and they can feel that and the other thing that comes with that is is a is a very big sense of where you sit at the table right um sometimes ego clouds that and you get a lot of like especially like singers and front men that's right i said it um you know they get big heads shots are fired you know and they 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 get this ego out there and they're like i'm the best in it and it's to hide the fact that they know that they're not and you know i hear and not in a braggadocious way but i hear like oh dude you're good at guitar man oh that was so sweet that was amazing oh dude you kill it and i'm appreciative of every compliment i've ever gotten seriously like that that keeps me going but i also know like guitar players that are just like miles miles ahead of me like, like every time someone's like dude you shred it i'm like you don't know good guitar You're players like, do you know Derek trucks <laughs> yeah like i'm not Derek trucks bro like i'm sorry you know right but and so what ends up happening is like they there's a nervousness that develops mm-hmm. and 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 a fear of oh if they only could see what i see they, they wouldn't like me as much and that's and that's and that's false that's us being either too hard on ourselves or unrealistic right and so making moves like trying to get a gig DIY in another country, 
it seems impossible because we tell ourselves like, oh, it's not going to happen. Why would they ever want us to come and play there? Like, we're not good enough. We're not this. We're not that. And it's like, these are all things that any company you get to go through, like, oh, we just need a booking company. The booking company is doing the same thing. Yeah. They're just, they just have established these relationships and a reputation. So it's more, more legit in that sense. But you're still at the end of the day getting a number of people on a stage to perform for a sum of money or whatever, you know? So, right. Whether it's EDC, it. whether it's uh, these companies, like you said, they just have more money and more, you know, uh, resources. But, like you said, I mean, you can still get this shit done, man. You can. It's like you very much can. You know, these bands that want to do it, I don't know. You know, some of these bands are ready to kind of just because uh, maybe they've exhausted their options out here, man, or maybe not exhausted, but you know, they're it's been played out, and they kind of got to like step out until they and until they do it. You know, it's always like in that back of your mind, like, well, I'm just gonna wait till the label, you know, until I get this deal, or until I until I do this, until you know. But really. It's like if they just go make it happen, other stuff happens. And, you know, like you guys, man, you guys got on that huge festival. Oh, yeah. That was uh, the Electric... Electric Picnic, yeah. Electric Super Picnic. Super blessed. And, like, that's that's a perfect example of why I tell bands, like, every stage you play, you need to treat, like, Glastonbury. You need to treat, like, you know, your... Uh, I want to say Lollapalooza, but I definitely mean no, Coachella. It's a huge, huge <laughs> yeah, ass thing. Yeah. You got to you know treat I mean? it like you got to treat it like you're in front of a billion people. Because here's yeah. the thing: so we there's a there's a festival we played out there last year. We met the promoter for it. Cool guy. His name's Johnny. And um, he, you know, I was like, hey, can we help help us get some other gigs this year? Uh, in addition to like some festivals and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'll throw you some stuff, whatever. And it worked out that we ended up getting this festival in London, and it was like at this small little bar. Wasn't necessarily divey, but it just it was definitely a weird vibe. Um, the PA, the sound system they had there was just rubbish, to be honest. Yeah. And like the whole thing was just it was one of those gigs you walk in and you're like, I'm done. I'm ready to leave. Right. Like, at the start of it. Yeah. And um, but we're like, you know what? We're some people came out here to see us. These people, like two people drove out kind of far. And like it, in England, they don't travel. Like okay. for those who don't know, that England is smaller than the size of Michigan. The wow. whole country is like the size of Michigan. Yeah. Right. So like distance, relatively speaking, like if they go down the street, like that's a far distance. <laughs> right. So like for us, like, you know, 10 miles, 20 miles is nothing for them. It's like, whoa, that's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha, exactly. Gotcha. So, you know, they come out, they came to see us, and I'm like, you know, we got to give them a show. Mm -hmm. So we did the thing, we rocked out. Like, the sound system was so bad in the beginning, like, I had to just walk out into the crowd with my wireless and just sing without a mic. Like, I was just like, really? Yeah. You yeah. were just going, oh, yeah. So, and then, you know, we, but we got the PA working and we did the show. And at the end of the set, like, we performed okay. You know, like I said, we treated it as, as big as a stage as we could with what we had. Right. And, um, all of a sudden, these three dudes walk up, they buy merch, they're talking to us, and they're like, hey, do you guys want to play a festival in Ireland? And we're like, well, I mean, yeah. And it was the original date that we were going to come home. Yeah. Right? It was our original yeah, You guys had, like, date. a glass house. Yeah, we had a plan. show booked at the glass house, and, um, you know, it was like, they were like, yeah, it's this date. And I was like, eh, we'll have to check it out. And then it's like the electric picnic, Billie Eilish is there. Uh, the Strokes, the 1975, right. Brittany I, Howard. I think we're in. <laughs> yeah, like it was like, you know, it's like, how can you say no to something like that? Yeah, you know? of course. It's, it's, it's seizing those opportunities, you know? Yeah. 
And you guys already had tickets booked like home already, or like no, not at that time. Okay, we but you had already planned it though. You yeah, were, like, we were, we're coming home. Yeah. Like you said, you did have a show book, which is you know, Glass House is you know not a small venue, man. So, no, no. but like you said, you got to kind of weigh the options out, man. You got to when else is you know these opportunities come? So yeah, and I mean, don't but, get me wrong, you know, I mean, we were gonna play with some amazing bands that night. Yeah, again, shout out to Robert John and the Wreck. Shout out to Late Night Union. Um, you know, we had some. Wait, wait, hold on. There was another one booked, and I, it just left me. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, guys. I totally we'll, forgot. We'll find that flyer. Glass Radio. Okay. Glass Got Radio. It. Shout out to Glass Radio. Um, you know, but the thing was, is like, it's not that, oh, we could play with those bands anytime, but like, the Electric Picnic was something like, when are we ever going to get a stage? Yeah. And, and you guys are over there already. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I was like, we can't say no. We can't say no. And that's, and that's, the, and that's, a lot of people ask, how do we do this? Yeah. We, just capitalize on the opportunities given. Yeah. You know, you, and you can't guys are out there. Yeah. Out there, man. You guys are in the trenches. That's how you guys are doing it, man. That's, you know, that's what a lot of people maybe not fail to realize, but just fail to act on is like, you know, they're about it. But man, I, I don't know too many bands that are about about it as you guys, man. You know, <laughs> like there's a lot of bands that we've met, you know, and I, I won't sell anybody out, but no, like, no, no. They it, definitely they talk a big game, yeah. Or it's very much like, yeah, we do this thing, and we're we're Ben, we're the big rut, and it's like, dude, you guys play the same place like every four days. You're not gonna like, okay, yeah. And it's not even like it's like you want to see them progress too, man. It's like you guys get out there, man. Like you know, I I can go see you every day, but like down the street, but like it'd be cool to see you know, like how I said, see you guys on these festivals, man. It makes you feel good, like knowing a band, at least to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe to other people, I don't know what kind of feelings they get, but like when I see, you know, a band that I know from a hometown, I'm like, hey man, I know those motherfuckers, bro. You know, like they're playing with the strokes, you know, or like yeah. they're playing on the same stages, they're playing the same festival. That's not like that's not that's not small time, man. That's that's that those are the steps you need to make. See, you know? and for and me, it's you know, it's the attitude of gratitude, yeah. right? And I, Gary V says that all the time and like I'm so huge with that. Mm -hmm. It very much resonates the with the attitude of gratitude. Gosh, yeah. yeah, because like I'm just thankful for everything, you know, mm -hmm. not just those that support me, but for the lessons that I learn, you know, for those who don't like me because a lot of times they'll that they'll help bring things to light that I didn't see. Yeah. You know, cuz if that that's the thing, a lot of people look at haters or whatever, whatever you want to call them the wrong way. Right? They're like, "Oh, that's just someone who's envious." Maybe or maybe it's someone who does see something in you that you you're not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's definitely times where I I get rock star mode. You yeah. know, and it's not out of an arrogance, it's just just it's when you check out, right? When yeah. you're not there was a video on YouTube. I'll send it to you later, man. It uh -huh. was dope. And it was this guy and he, I believe he was Indian and he was talking about consciousness and how negativity is what happens when we're unconscious, right? Like when you're driving down the street and you know where you're going and you're, you're making the turn and you're checking your signals, you're, you're being a good driver. You're being positive. You know, you're, you're driving well, you're driving good. Yeah. But like when you're unconscious and you're just like, you're just rolling, maybe you'll be on your phone, mm -hmm. you know, you're not paying attention to the light. You know, now you're being dangerous. You're being negative. You're being a bad driver. You're being unconscious. And it's the same thing for life, you know? Mm-hmm. When you enter in a venue and you're like, you're looking if, to see if someone's like trying to talk to you or, you know, you're, you're going somewhere with purpose and you're, someone says something to you and you're aware of them and you're, you know, you acknowledge them because they're a person, you know, like you're, you're being a good person, you're being positive. 
But when you walk in, like, it's my venue, got to get this show going. And someone says something, you're like, yeah, whatever, bro. Like, I'm not paying attention. You know, like, now yeah. you're, you're just, you're being, you're not being conscious to the world around you. Mm-hmm. And you're making it your world instead of being part of the world that you're in. And like, I don't know, the more in tune with your surroundings you become, the more your surroundings become in tune with you. And, and it, you get out what you put in, for real. Right. For real, for real. You play off the energy, man. And people play to. off your energies, you know? Like like you said, three people in the crowd, but they could be fucking loving it. Oh, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> two shows. We had two shows. One was in London. One was in Scotland. Uh-huh. Uh, the one in London, I think there was maybe five yeah. people, if that. But, like dude was letting down his hair and he had long old like dreads man and he was just shaking them yeah. this guy he was like a rocker dude and he was like just dancing like i was like i've never seen a cat in his like 40s like dance like that like it, i wasn't just in, i was in shock getting down to the rock and man. then in scotland uh-huh. you know i'm not gonna say the venue but again like we're talking about some venues promote some venues don't yeah we're not from the area so we need your help they didn't so we had two people show up yeah those two people loved it they stayed from the first song to the last they were singing along they were dude like it was great yeah it was great that's you see those are the most colin I mean, wilson shout Won't out forget. hopefully those guys you know check this out man yeah <laughs> but so all right so maybe getting back a little bit on on topic of you guys getting out there what what was it like planning like where to live did you guys stay in a car did you guys you know so what you guys do hostels friends originally the plan was like hostels venues friends right yeah so because hostels are cheap same thing with airbnb if you can find a good one out there um mm-hmm. and we have a few we have a friend maybe two who like do airbnb out there okay so like all that stuff helps um a lot of the venues will have like they call them flats but they're like apartments above them or something so you can stay there um, and then obviously friends we made along the way that would, you know, super kind to open up their home. Um, so and then short of that was like the car if we really need needed to. And then like if we like were sick or something, then it was like, OK, we'll get a hotel. OK. But honestly, this whole tour, like most of it was friends houses, mm-hmm. like friends really came through. The venues really came through. So um, so a lot of these venues, like you were saying, have places to stay oh yeah like, yeah all oh right. yeah for the bands and like usually it's just for the night mm-hmm. but sometimes especially if you get in real cool and i just think it's about relationships yeah you know if you make relationships with these people and you treat them like humans and you come at them like humans yeah sometimes it works out they're like hey we don't have any bands staying over for like the next two weeks like you guys can just you know chill as long as until someone comes or yeah something. and yeah. you're just like dude thanks and it works out because even though like you might be gigging kind of far yeah, it may not be too far to come back and sleep there, you know. So and so, you guys did that on uh, a, on an occasion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And cool. then um, again, we got hooked up with a van that had a bed in it, so we had what? that as well if we needed to. Yeah, we had like a whole van that was like retroed and camped out, so we could sleep in the van. And you guys are, you know, very experienced with that. So. Oh yeah, van <laughs> life, man. Yeah, van man. life. If you guys, that's that's a whole that that's that's the fourth member of Porcelain Hill is the van, yeah, man. Quirky man. <laughs> Shout out, quirky. You know, dude, I missed our van. That yeah. was like one of the biggest things. But it's oh. Oh, you missed it while you were over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, is it out of commission? Shit. No, no, it's right. It's right, rolling right yeah. now. So you know, get out there, guys, and see the van, man. You know, you might get a tour of it. You know, uh, we'll show out you there the, van. the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. So, so you guys are out there, man. So seventy two, um, seventy two shows, seventy two shows, six months, just 
rocking and rolling, man. Spreading the spreading the word of Porcelain Hill, man. And now you guys are back in the the U.S. Yeah. Uh, yep. What's what's kind of like on the agenda so and stuff on the agenda right now is basically we're writing. So we're gonna have some new songs. So everyone who was like, "Oh, with new music," it's coming in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get it recorded, obviously. So we got to get the recordings in and stuff like that, and then just it's beefing up everything else. Um, you know, what we have online right now is good, but we're trying to be great. You know, when we look at our live performance and the lives that we've touched and those that have touched ours and like where we've gotten in a live setting versus where we've gotten on like a recorded or even just like a media setting, there's a there's a disparity there. And so we're just trying to bring that that media game and that that recorded game up to where our live is and then just continue to soar from there. Yeah, man. Dude, so like you guys just just like you said, you guys have a strong foundation already, and just 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 building the quality, man, and the the consistency. And you guys are one of the most consistent bands out there, man. And you, I think anybody can tell. You know, they listen to your first album. You guys have what three or two? Uh we've got we've got a few works. So three. when we were two piece, we had an album out. Right. And then we what's had, on Spotify though? So on Spotify, we have two albums. We've okay. got See It Now and Vintage. Got you. Yeah, and those. So like I said, you can tell. From the first and the second, man, you can tell, like, quality-wise, as well as, like, musicianship, all that, man. I mean, you know, I'm not just saying that. Like, really listening to it, you can tell, like, right away. You know, when you put on Vintage, you're like, damn. Like, the quality jump. Like you said, so you guys are always finding that next step, man. You have to. You got to be working for better. I think too many people get complacent, and they look for what's fun. And, like, don't get me wrong. This is art. It should be fun. should always be fun. If If you're not having fun doing it, then, you know maybe pick a different career if you're looking at it in a career sense like yeah. obviously if you're just playing on the weekends or whatever like cool but when you're a career artist like it's it should always be fun yeah in a grand scheme there's gonna be unfun parts but you know you should always have fun with it and i i think a lot of people though they make that the focus and they don't make getting better the focus and it's like when you want to touch the world when you want to be impactful when you want, you know, when your goal is like, what do you want to do with your music? And it's like, oh, man, I want to be like, you know, insert great and be like, you know, I want to do something that they did. And I want to touch as many lives in the same way and, and have that influence. You've got to put that into your music and you've got to continue to make that better for those that believe in you, you know, and believe that you can. Otherwise, you're selling both you and them short. Yeah, dude. Well, well said, man. I, I'm looking really forward to what you guys put out man and you guys got a lot of experiences to write about now you got new experiences you got new people that you know like you said everything kind of influence and you guys you know absorb it all in so you know i mean i'm really excited to see what's coming man and i I think i heard maybe one new song at the last show you guys played and i was already like thanks man thanks you know, let's let's leave it at that, man. Um, anybody who listened, thank you so much for listening to Roadie for the Day. I'm going to try to keep this up. And, uh, you know, thank you, Big D, for coming on the show, man. Porcelain no doubt, Hill. No doubt. You know, I'm a forever fan, man. So, but hey, guys, check them out online. I'll be plugging everything on the bios and uh, the links, all that stuff. So, thank you, guys, and keep on rock and rolling. Rock and roll.